0: Gabe I'm tired of old movies well let's watch some new ones
1: yeah maybe like a mini-sode or something dude are you reading my mind that's exactly what I was thinking let's go to the movies
0: two, three. Welcome to Rewind Cinema. This is the podcast where normally we go back in time, but today we're, so we said to so HG Double yeah, do Hockey Sticks with that. that. <laughs> and and, 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 this and this we were watching guys, a movie. movie and, and uh, we, uh, stop. Okay, I'm done. Stop. Uh, it, uh, 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 it's uh, it's uh, it's Rewind Cinema. We went and we saw Atomic Brunette. Uh, Atomic Red. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to say this. <laughs> There's a gross <laughs> over-representation of blondes, brunettes, and 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 people with black hair in Hollywood. There are no redheads, and I'm tired of it.
1: You know what? Let's start a petition. It's atomic red. Atomic red head.
0: They should really do that. Atomic red, atomic.
1: There was that movie called Red that had a powerful woman in it. Oh,
0: with uh, no, it had what's his name?
1: It had Helen Mirren.
0: Oh, I'm. Th- oh, you're talking about the the action movie? Yeah.
1: Oh, there was the pa- the Red. That was a play. On the, on the, oh, the play. Yeah. That's right. With uh, We're really it? off here. Our
0: funk is like funky right now. Dude, you know what I'm saying? It smells
1: bad in here. It's this funk.
0: <laughs> I cooked some rice, so
1: Oh well oh. Yeah. That actually smells kinda like good. Rice and broccoli. Uh, just just we... it's gonna smell bad in here later. Because you're gonna have broccoli farts. No,
0: dude, I don't even fart ever. Anyway, today is uh, it's Gabe's birthday. Happy birthday, Gabe! Oh wow,
1: Thank he's you. he's turning
0: uh, forty-two. <laughs>
1: Thank you, everyone. No, no problem. Thanks. Everyone is cheering at home um, right now, listening. I I'm not forty-two. I'm I'm thirty-one today. Um oh. I'm, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Oh, I really. Matt was kidding. They but, don't know me like well, you're you. not.
0: You're not forty-two. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. I look like it. <laughs> No, Gabe is oh. uh, Gabe's thirty-one years old. He's a man. He's I'm a, here. I'm a
1: man, just I'm,
0: like just like Alex Jones.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> who I watch all the time every day. Yeah, and that's where I get my news is Infowars. Exactly. I, mean, I just it, turn in the frogs. There's no other source, really. <laughs> no, there's not. Yeah. I was uh, a little child at the time of this movie, the setting of this movie. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know about the Berlin Wall because I was, you know, four. I was like, yeah, yeah. running around with my my clothes off in the country. <laughs>
0: like you do today. Yeah. 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 As a little baby. I wasn't even born yet. This movie takes place in 1989, if you didn't know. And we haven't even really said it yet. We no. are talking today about Atomic Blonde.
1: I chose this life. And someday, it's going to get me killed. Not today. Lorraine Broughton, expert in intelligence collection
0: and hand-to-hand combat. Agent Gascoigne was killed last night. Did you know him? Enough to say hello. He had an atomic bomb of information. Find out who's hunting our operatives and trust no one. Um, the plot of Atomic Blonde. Oh, <laughs> jeez, man, that's gonna be a thing. Uh, atomic Blonde. I'm in my head. Um, the plot of Atomic Blonde is an undercover MI6 agent is sent to Berlin during the Cold War to investigate the murder of a fellow agent and recover a missing list of double agents. That agent is Charlize Theron. It also stars James McAvoy. John Goodman is in here. Toby Jones. Sophia Boutella. Uh, Bill Scarsgard, which we didn't really know, we didn't recognize him. Yeah, I didn't recognize. Uh, who is it coming up in September, I believe, or not September? Uh, does it come out November, September?
1: Yeah, I think it's September.
0: Yeah, yeah. End of the, end
1: of the next month. Um, pretty much just enough time for me to not be able to read the book. <laughs> like if I had an extra month. <laughs> oh maybe. come on,
0: you could read you could read a hundred pages a day and get through it in like two weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's eleven or twelve hundred. That's pages? insane. It's very big. If you see it at Barnes and Noble, it weighs like three or four pounds yeah not really but it's heavy what a waste of time man. and i read physical books <laughs> on the subway and that I, I don't want to carry that around in my hands yeah on the subway
0: it's like doing weight training having your backpack
1: hey my forearms are strong uh, because of all this uh, all this reading
0: so uh there isn't i mean there is quite a bit to spoil so uh we'll hold that off mainly plot points and everything but gabe generally how did you feel about atomic blonde
1: i was very pleasantly surprised by atomic Blonde. I Heard it was just going to be okay. I, it looked like a random action movie for no point. And uh, I, I didn't know it was based on a graphic novel or a series of graphic novels. Never even heard of them. I guess that's because they're like a European. Uh, it's called yeah. Cold... I,
0: Cold... Something. War. <laughs> this is a Cold War comic.
1: Um, But it was really good. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I want to say it was really good. Yeah, But it was really well made. The style was so cool. The soundtrack was just like off the chain. Can I use that term? <laughs> yeah, it sure. It was awesome. Yeah, off the chain. To, uh, to watch Charlize Theron beat people up to, uh, I don't know. 99 Balloons. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like so cool. And yeah. some of them were remixed to be in like Swedish mm-hmm. or German because that's where they were. So it was even cooler. But, oh man, I, I had a really good time in this movie.
0: Yeah, I was surprised as well. Uh, not because it's a woman in a role kicking butt. No, I was not surprised by that. I was just surprised at how stylistically cool it was. Like you said, um, th- th- at first the color palette and everything was kind of drab to me. It was like very dark and gray and blue. Uh, but a lot they, of blue, yeah, yeah. But they're very selective with color. It was kind of like like a Nicholas Winding Refn movie or yeah, something. I was there was say a lot that. of neon. A lot of uh, shadows, a lot of like pinks and blues coming off of the walls and everything. So it really, I caught on to it eventually and really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at first, I, I didn't really like the way it looked.
1: Very Only God Forgives-ish. Yeah. Like if you turn that down two or three clicks, <clears throat> yeah, that would be Atomic Blonde.
0: Not quite as much red. Yeah, right. More a, blue Yeah, because it was cold. It was cold and everything was neon because i was very excited because the opening credits are pretty cool for this movie really cool uh and it was very neon very bright and then we just went into like this cold german (laughs) place sad place which is fine and then it picked up and and everything really made sense and the soundtrack like you said is awesome um lots of you know covers of popular songs like you said i think the playlist is on spotify so you can it's, definitely it's go really check cool. it out. It's really cool, yeah. Check it out. And they used it in really interesting ways as well. Uh, like there's a scene where she's in a car trying to get away from two guys and she has somebody with her who's like bleeding out, basically. Yeah. And the song starts playing in the car and the windows get blown out or something. Yeah. And it stops for a mm-hmm. second and then another window gets blown out and it goes like full blast. And it was really cool how they yeah. decided to use music.
1: It was awesome. It, it was almost Edgar wright Yeah. But not a comedy or yeah not his type of action, but it was just the music they did that a lot too. uh you would hear the music as part of the movie, and then it would cut you know th- this happens in movies all the time, but it cuts and it's like in someone's earphones or whatever or mm-hmm. you know but it was just creative. They did it several times, yeah, it was
0: fun, plenty of times it was coming through a radio or through the mm-hmm. t v or something um so I really appreciated that, as far as performances go, Charlie's nailed this i think even though i think that the character is a little boring honestly i think that uh what's her name L- uh, lorraine lorraine yeah yeah lorraine broughton um the character itself, I didn't really like. I thought that she was boring. I thought that she was pretty one dimensional, which is the problem, I think, with James Bond movies. Yeah. James Bond is just a cool dude who yeah. bangs chicks and shoots people. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it was basically the same in this movie, yeah, except it, it was It kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, which, you know, if you want to compare the two, that's fine. I just think that those things in general are kind of boring. I thought that David Percival, played by James McAvoy, was more interesting. And I thought that Sophia Butella. Her character was more interesting.
1: I agree. Yeah, they both had... Uh, they were just a little bit more fl- fleshed out. Uh, Charlize mm-hmm. was was great. Her performance was great. But she is just this over-the-top, cool, like just really quiet, stoic, mm-hmm. chill person. And there just wasn't a lot to her other yeah. than what she is. She's this special agent who can kick butt, and that was really... It was cool, but you're right. David uh, Percival, played by James McAvoy, mm-hmm. was kind of nuts and mm-hmm. you know crazy he's crazy in a lot of movies yeah, he has split a lot- and <laughs> split and uh, one called filth he has like a I lot of like one word <laughs> movies and he's always nuts in them but he was good yeah
0: yeah and i think that some people will say that's the point of her character like she needs to be stoic to do her job yeah but from a narrative standpoint kind of boring to me um and then they use that like whole cigarette crutch thing. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, cigarettes are cool, and we'll just have everybody smoking a cigarette. <laughs> hey, it was, in the every 80s. Scene. it was the 80s. It was the 80s, Yeah. People and didn't know that it turned your lungs into How else are you going to stay
1: warm in Berlin in the winter besides <laughs> vodka and cigarettes? Cuddle
0: up with your honey.
1: Uh, cigarettes, and, yeah. And I told you today, it, it really makes you want to drink Stoli on ice because that's <laughs> yeah. all they drink. She just drinks five <laughs> bottles of vodka throughout this movie.
0: She was always asking for it. And it's not...
1: Good. It just looks really good on screen. Mm-hmm. It looks delicious. it's all they had in eighty nine. I guess so, yeah. Especially <laughs> there, like Germany, Russia. Was Absolute Wait, around? Uh Absolute on Ice. Absolute on Ice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this ice? I don't know. i It just probably around. Some spedka maybe? I Stoli, man. Let's get let's get some Stoli and just do a show.
0: Is it like five dollars for a handle uh, or something? Uh
1: no, no, no. I think it's more than that. Oh, okay. It's it's not expensive. Yeah. Which is also one of those things you see in a movie and you're like, that's weird. Like they were, they were handing out Jack Daniels because mm-hmm. they must have not been able to import it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so to get information, James McAvoy would trade bottles of Jack mm-hmm. to for, for information, which was kind of cool. And like clothing and it was weird. Like he, ha- he has an apartment full of just American goods.
0: There were probably like embargoes and stuff yeah. on Germany right. at the time, I'm right. assuming. Yeah, but that was a cool thing that I'm sure happened at, yeah. at some level. To- it
1: had to be. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I really want to talk about the action because that's what this movie is about and it's done so well in this movie. There's a continuous shot. It's not continuous like genuinely. There's a lot of cuts that you can tell happen in between but they try to make it like Birdman. Yeah, Birdman I think did a better job um, at making it seem continuous. I think that sometimes you can really tell this isn't a continuous shot but uh, uh, Lorraine basically goes up this elevator and has to fight four, five, six guys um takes their guns stabs them in the throat with their own knives and everything crazy incredibly violent and it looks like Charlize was doing most of those stunts she was which is incredibly impressive um and it was so visceral and tough like at the very end there's two people barely struggling to like stand up to like yeah. just punch each other Yeah, and it's so intense and uh, i love that
1: it was super intense i my wife was like i really want to see it and i i don't ever have this concern but I was like, it's really violent. Yeah. And I don't, a
0: couple of headshots.
1: Yeah. Well, it's weird. Like even that doesn't bother me now. I mean, (laughs) it's violent, but this was like guys getting stabbed in the face with a key and it's hanging out of his face. Yeah. It's just like really vis, as you said, visceral Mm -hmm. fights. Um, The guy who directed John Wick or choreographed it also did this. And if you haven't seen that movie, that's another excellent fight choreography piece Mm -hmm. and so you can really see that in this movie i think this is his movie it's like one of the writers or not the writer like i don't know i think
0: he's the fight choreographer in both or or did something but i think
1: he directed this really yeah but um you'll have to check on that since you have internet in front of you but um yeah the fights in this movie really make you appreciate how much work goes into a good fight because it's really it's really really i think it's believable it looks real I mean, some of the punching sounds are like Hollywood punching sounds. I thought they sounded pretty good. They, they did, honestly. but they're yeah. not—they're not Fight Club. But nothing is Fight Club. That's yeah, like yeah. hitting a piece of meat. Yeah, it's so some, gross some and just pork. like it's so real and yeah. just gross. But uh, Charlize, though, dude, she's she gets torn up in this movie. Yeah, and she is baller. She's yeah. she's great.
0: Yeah, she was she was really great, especially in the action scenes. Yeah, uh, his name is David Leitch. Leech. Leech. I don't Leech. know how you pronounce that. Uh, he's a stuntman, stunt coordinator, and film director. He directed some scenes for John Wick. Okay, co-director. And then he, yeah, so he directed Atomic Blonde. Okay, so you're right. Great, great. Yeah.
1: So you can really see his uh, his you know fingerprints Influence, on this movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, are there any, I guess, besides plot points, which were the biggest negative for me in this movie, because right. there's a lot of spoilers we'll get into soon, is there anything else you didn't like about the movie? Hmm, because I like I said, I think some of the editing was off, um, in the action scenes, even though it looked really good. I think sometimes people would fall on a table and they'd end up in a different spot. Hmm. You could see them like, oh, that person shifted really strangely.
1: I would probably notice it if I saw it again, but I, I didn't, none of that bothered me in this first watch, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I can't think of anything right now. I, yeah. I mean, I'll think as we keep talking, but no, nothing really. Yeah, well,
0: my only negatives stem from plot points and the script, so um, before we get into spoilers, I would recommend going to see this. It's, like we said, pretty violent. Uh, lots of people getting shot in the head, lots of keys sticking out of faces, <laughs> lots of neck knife gouging. Yeah, um,
1: oh yeah, a lot of stabbing.
0: Yeah, a lot of stabbing, which is hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, that's harder than somebody getting shot, I think. Yeah. So uh, go watch it. I'm sure it'll be in theaters for a while, probably a month. I don't think it's going to last as long as something like Wonder Woman. Uh, no, no. But it, it'll be out for a bit We're getting to this a little bit late But it should be out for a while So uh, let's go ahead and get into spoilers
1: Hey! snake kills Dumbledore no!
0: So like I said, a lot of my Reservations and problems with the film Come from the plot And it's to me, it's convoluted It's hard to understand because, I, And I agree with you here Yeah, because I'm assuming if you're still listening Again, you've seen the movie But <laughs> if you haven't, please turn this off and go watch the movie but, yeah, she's in the debriefing room talking about the story as it's happening, giving key pieces of information where she needs to fill in blanks, Yeah, which is a cool device, but I don't know if it was handled perfectly in this movie. And it came across kind of clunky from time to time. Yeah,
1: they do that in a lot of movies. You know that the movie takes place after the fact. And yeah. They're, they're debriefing someone and uh, it's a common device, but... I agree. I for, this makes me sound really dumb, but I didn't understand what her purpose was in Berlin for like the first thirty or forty five minutes of the movie. Yeah, I just knew. I mean, I knew there was a list. Mm-hmm. She's looking for a list, but I didn't necessarily know why. And I and I didn't understand everyone else's need to have it. And so mm-hmm. it, and I think it you're supposed to be misdirected because the end is a big twist. But uh, I agree. the the and the plot the script was okay. The plot just doesn't matter that much. the movie's just an excuse for us to see this cool thing it Mm -hmm. was a cool plot but it it wasn't it was probably the weaker part of the movie yeah i guess
0: but i i think i mean if you don't have a perfect film it's going to get criticized which which there were times where i was out of the movie not in the action scenes which are great but there are probably only four or five big action scenes in this movie yeah so the rest of it is plot and dialogue and figuring out what's going on so if that's not Great. Then while it's happening, you're like, why is that person doing that? Why should she care about this? Yeah. Because the big twist is that everyone's a double agent, right? So James McAvoy is a double agent. He was feeding information to the Russians. He was normally a British agent, but he got mm-hmm. corrupted. And his, like, his reason for
1: doing that is so weak. Yeah. He was like,
0: I love Berlin. Yeah.
1: What? He just was like a sort of like a king in Berlin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was living large and. I, it, it was almost like he, I don't know if he was truly a double agent, but he, is he Satchel or is she Satchel? No, no. He, so he, this was, a, this was good. The writing yeah. was cool. Uh, he's not Satchel. Okay. But they make you think he is. Yeah. So the whole movie, they're looking for a British, an MI6 agent who's a double agent, codenamed Satchel. They don't know who this person is. We're trying to find him. Um and in the end of the movie they lead they lead you to a point to where you believe that it's James McAvoy and then they reveal to you that it's Charlize Theron the mm-hmm. whole time she is Satchel so she is a British double agent who's working with the Russians and no one knows that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and at the end of the movie she. I'm spoiling everything here. Is that okay? We're in spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So at the end of the movie, uh, they're basically they're looking for this list. It has all of her information on it, and mm-hmm. like a lot of like every every agent that is in Berlin at that time, MI6, KGB, uh, probably not CIA because that's the strong thing at the end. But uh, James McAvoy has come into possession of this list, and Charlize Theron kills him, gets the list, and then makes all of her work all of her like files and research up to this point she changes it to make it look like he is satchel she records him and he doesn't know it and she splices audio of his conversations together making like the US look bad making the british look bad she intentionally asks him questions to get his opinion on people that are that's negative so at the end of the movie he's on the ground and she has a gun to his face and he's and she's like whatever thanks satchel and he said oh so that's how you're going to spin this mm-hmm. and that's when i was like oh he's not satchel crap she is yeah so that was really cool.
0: Yeah, the way they executed it was cool. Yeah. But I just like, if you have to sit here and explain the plot of the movie to me so you can figure out <laughs> what you want to say while you're doing it, it's, it's hard to explain. It it's is hard like, to
1: explain. That's what I meant. It's like it's hard, It was hard for me to figure out what was really happening until yeah. halfway through the movie. Um, but that's why I think
0: John Wick was more successful as a film because it's like, oh, dude's mad because somebody killed yeah. his
1: wife and his dog. Exactly. Yeah. Super easy, so to, easy. to go there. But I think the confusion, it did pay off in the end because I had been led down so many roads. The last two minutes of the movie, you're like, whoa. And, <laughs> and it's, you know, I'm spoiling it here. Again, we're in spoilers. Turns out Charlize Theron is a triple agent. Yeah. So she's working for MI6. They yeah. think she's a British citizen. She's also working for the KGB, <laughs> giving information to them. And then at the very end of the movie, everyone's pretty much dead. She she clears herself with MI6 because she makes James McAvoy look guilty. Yeah. So they drop the case because they're trying to protect the agency, and then she flies home with John Goodman, who has been there the whole time from Langley, mm-hmm. and you realize she's in the freaking she's an American. Yeah. She's in the CIA.
0: That surprise American accent. Yeah. It yeah. was awesome,
1: and I was I like I laughed at the end because I I felt happy. You felt, you felt duped. You felt I know, tripped. but it was so fun. I was yeah. like,
0: this is great. So riddle me this, Spyglass. Yes. He memorized the list. Yeah. Why wouldn't she just like pop him in the head to make her job <laughs> a little bit easier?
1: I I don't know. I had he I had a problem with Spyglass. Yeah. Uh he's played by a great actor. I forgot his name. But what what's the point of Spyglass? Eddie Marsan. The list is floating around. yeah They use it on this on um, microfilm in a watch. And yeah. it floats around in Germany and different people get it. And this Russian guy is a defector. He's trying to get out of the KGB, get taken to Britain. He dies. James McAvoy kills him Mm -hmm. because James McAvoy is super crazy and went bad. And, like, but what's the point? If you want the real answer, it's so that they
0: could figure out who is the bad person. Yeah, that's Charlize. Charlize had to know, like, oh, okay, James McAvoy's setting me up.
1: I thought that was weak because yeah. they put a lot of effort into getting this guy out of Germany and his family, and then it just goes wrong, and and there's no consequence at the end for it whatsoever.
0: Yeah. He's just a device, yeah, which is sad. But you know, I mean, and as far as like his performance, I thought he was fine. But yeah, just like he's kind of a throwaway character, yes, is. which is.
1: Well, and you invest all this time into him, yeah. and, one, and, and she, she fights this amazing scene that you talked about earlier, up the elevator and, da- and down like three flights of stairs through this apartment building, protecting this guy, mm-hmm. uh, trying to do her job, and then he dies, and then it turns out she works for America anyway, and who cares? Yeah. So it, you just invest your like attention into it, and then it doesn't go anywhere for you. So that, to me, was a really weak scriptural Point. Yeah. S- script. Scrip- point. Scriptural. S- script point. <laughs> Sorry. Today's Sunday. We're we, making up words. We just got back from church. So yeah. <laughs> scriptural.
0: Uh. So. Yeah. I, I don't really know what else to say. I just like that. Those were my main problems with the movie. Was just you know there were things there were characters that existed that didn't really need to be there. Things that happened that didn't really make sense to me in a first viewing. I'm sure this is one of those movies that you'll go back and watch a few times to appreciate a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, like The Matrix. You always see something new in The Matrix, right? So, Yeah. Yeah. yeah like we said earlier, highly recommend this movie. Go check it out. Uh, it's fun. It's a very fun movie. Which it is. is in it, but it has some substance to it. Uh, I'm happy
1: to hear you use that term.
0: I'll use fun when I can back it up. The problem yeah. that I have with fun is when people say it was fun, but they don't have anything to say about it. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just, you know, it's like, yeah, fun.
1: This was fun because yeah. it's mostly a strong script. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. That's the weakest part of the movie because mm-hmm. everything else is cool. The choreography is amazing. The style is great. The music is great. The The filming of the fights is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah. It, the weakest point is this little couple plot points, and that's it. So you Mm -hmm. should see it. It's a really fun movie.
0: Yeah. And next year, Atomic Red coming to theaters near you.
1: (laughs) Directed and starring Matt Morris. Directed by You know it,
0: man. Somebody should give me $80 million to make this movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, If you want to give us money, just shoot it our way. Yeah. This movie cost thirty million dollars. We're gonna do a Kickstarter for Atomic Red. That seems low. Thirty million? Yeah.
0: Wow. Babe, pig in the city was $80 million. Yeah, but that, think
1: of the, the things they had to build for that <laughs> Yeah, true. And, yeah.
0: All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode. Uh, if you love Gabe, you can just wish him a happy birthday. Thanks. Uh, through the airwaves yeah. or in person or, you know, on Facebook. <laughs> Whatever you want to do.
1: Hopefully can. not in person unless you, you know.
0: People are going to start scaring you in yeah, public. Yeah, don't happy come birthday. to my
1: apartment and, like, <laughs> knock on the door. That would uh, Do weird. you want his address? I can say uh, it. No, no, blah, blah. <laughs> All
0: right, guys. Until next time watch more movies